See, what I love about God is when you come to Jesus Christ, it's not just a prayer, but you get a receipt with it, which is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit comes and lives and dwells on the inside of you. And in just one moment, the moment you begin to believe, the Spirit of God comes in. And then the Spirit of God goes in and He begins to change the things that need to be changed. The first thing that leaves is fear. Fear of, of, of the world and the guilt and the shame. The Lord sets you free because the presence of God comes in. And joy and peace. Everybody say joy. Peace. It comes when the presence of God. I'm telling you, he, my father, you know, he would say it gets gooder and gooder. And it's true. It gets gooder and gooder. It's just so wonderful when the presence of God comes. Amen. We know that nobody could change anyone's life except for Jesus. He is the only one that could change anybody. Amen. And so we serve a great Savior. And I want to talk about salvation today. If you can, go with me to Revelations chapter 12. Revelations chapter 12. We are talking about our great salvation. And if you are not saved today, you're going to get saved. I speak that by faith because there's no reason why you should not. The Bible says, taste and see that the Lord is good. And you should be able to receive today a good taste of the goodness of God. Amen. He's so good and his presence is here and the word of God is going to be preached. You know, wherever the gospel is being preached by spirit-filled believers, God shows up. He shows up and begins to mend and heal the hearts. So you're going to get saved today. Amen. Turn to your neighbor tell him you're going to get saved. Amen. Praise God. I prophesy that over you. You might have said, the only reason why I came is because my sister told me she was going to take me out to eat afterwards. I don't care why you came. I don't care what reason. They might have said, you know, you know, come because there's, you know, whatever reason. You're going to get saved. Amen. I just know it. You're going to get saved. Uh, God's going to touch your life. That's going to happen. Get ready for it. It's going to come, you know. I love it. I love it. I, especially when I know that someone is not saved in the church or even in the streets, you know, sometimes they, they come with very hard hearts and they're like, I don't want God to touch me. I don't want, I don't want to get saved. I, I, I don't want to believe that God exists. You know, I've, I've read too many books that God doesn't exist. And I believe so many, so many things that God doesn't exist. And everybody says that God doesn't exist. I believe in science. I believe in science. I believe in science. God doesn't exist. You know, and I see them too, you know, I, I said, you're going to get saved. Today's going to be salvation day. And they'll, they'll, they, they, they already know, oh, well, well, what if, you know, I know, I know they, they lift up their hands to pray, you know, and you'll see them. I ain't going to lift my hands for nothing. Yeah. But then the sledgehammer of the Holy Spirit shows up. Amen. And he breaks every, every barrier, every argument comes down in the presence of the Lord. And next thing you know, not only are they saved, but they're telling everybody about their great salvation. Amen. Hallelujah. So today you're going to get saved in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. In Revelation chapter 12, verse 11, it says, And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb, and by the word of their testimony, and they did not love their lives to the death. Now, they're talking about those that have gone before us have left a great testimony about what Jesus has done for them. 
You have to understand the whole foundation of our faith is based upon Jesus Christ and his sacrifice for us. Here Jesus was, the son of the most high God, sent to this world because God loved you. And his love was so great that he couldn't allow you to not have an opportunity to escape. Escape what? Death. The Bible says that the payment of sin is death. And everyone who's ever ever done any sin, just being born in this world, in your blood, sin reigned. You had your nature was sin. And everything was about selfishness. It was about you. And some people say, well, I try not to sin, but I end up sinning. I try to be good, but I cannot be good. Let me tell you, my friends, you cannot be righteous because of what you've done. You cannot be good because of what you've done. And all your strength and all your power, you can never be good enough for the glory of the Lord. For the glory of God. It's only by what Jesus did. He came down. God came down, walked and dwelt and lived amongst us. Showed us the love and the glory of God as he walked in this land. People who were sick were healed. People who were lost would find God as their father. People that were hurting would receive restoration in their life. He walked and talked and acted just like God, like the word of God in operation. He showed us an example of the goodness of God. But then the Bible says that he took all of our sins He who knew no sin became sin for us. He went to the cross and he laid down his life for you and for me. Let me tell you, the devil didn't kill Jesus. Death could not overcome Jesus. He had to lay down his life. He laid down his life and died a death for you and for me. So that by faith, everybody say by faith. When we believe in him, we are saved. The payment of death is no longer upon our life. All our sins have been forgiven. The old man is dead. The new man rises up, and we now are born again. Amen? A new life in Christ Jesus. Yesterday, we were able to to celebrate a marriage. Uh, So... Some friends of ours here in this church were remarried, not remarrying, they were just thanking God for 38 years of wonderful marriage. How many of you know that's a blessing to be able to be married for 38 years, amen? But as I spoke to them, and I, all I said right at the beginning is, have you made Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior? And as soon as they said, yes, I have, the presence of the Lord came in and filled that place. Amen. See, the moment that you begin to believe is when you're saved. I thank God for all the prayers and I thank God for all the songs and all the worship. But the moment that you begin to believe, that's when you are saved. The moment you say that there is a God and he has sent his son, Jesus Christ, and Jesus Christ, the son of God, died for me, and I believe in him that he lives in me, you are now born again. Your name is now written in the Lamb's book of life. Amen. You are now a child of God. You are no longer lost. You are saved. Amen. Go with me in the word of God to 
2 Corinthians chapter 5. Somebody say, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. We serve a good, good God. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17 through 19. I'm going to read it through the New Living Translation. It says, this means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone. A new life has begun. And all of this is a gift from God who brought us back to himself through Christ. And God has given us this task of reconciling people to him. Amen. Salvation. New life. All of it is the work of God. Not you. You didn't become good for God. No, God made you good for him. Amen. Hallelujah. You know, my wife, she, she's amazing. I love my wife. She's awesome. I love you, honey. Just give me a moment. Let me just tell her about my love. I love you. I love you, baby. You are awesome. You're amazing. You're beautiful. You make me so much better. She makes me 10,000 10, times stronger. Amen. Praise God. I love you. But she could do things that I can't do. I could throw things in the, in the washer. But when they come out, they come out so much different than when she throws things in the washer. Amen. Because she has the power to do things that I have not the power to do. And many times we try to clean ourselves, and we don't have the power to do it. We want a new beginning, a new life. And we don't have the power to do it. And you, I want to tell you, this whole world, everybody, oh, it's, there's not a single day or a single week we go, that goes by that we don't hear someone killing themselves. Because apparently the life that they're living is not good enough. Amen. But when you come to Jesus, the old man passes away. And the new man comes in. See, what I love about God is when you come to Jesus Christ, it's not just a prayer, but you get a receipt with it, which is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit comes and lives and dwells on the inside of you. And in just one moment, the moment you begin to believe, the Spirit of God comes in. And then the Spirit of God goes in and he begins to change the things that need to be changed. The first thing that leaves is fear. Fear of, of, of the world and the guilt and the shame, the Lord sets you free because the presence of God comes in and joy and peace. Everybody say joy, peace. He comes when the presence of God, I'm telling you, he, my father, you know, he would say it gets gooder and gooder and it's true, it gets gooder and gooder. It's just so wonderful when the presence of God comes, amen? I can't explain all the, the emotions and all the, the, the characteristics that come. All I know is I might look the same on the outside, but on the inside, something has changed, amen? And because the new man, everybody say the new man. The new man has come in, this new man is now teaching me how to live a better life, a heavenly life, to fulfill the plan of God upon my life. Amen? You got to understand, it wasn't a coincidence that you're saved. It's not a coincidence that you're going to get saved today. Amen? 
It is the plan of God for you to hear this gospel because God has chosen you to receive him. You know, you are his child. You are his son. And today's your day of reconciliation in Jesus' name. Amen. And when you come to God, there's a new beginning that's getting ready to take place. Amen. That's what it means to be born again. Not just be born through your mother, but be born in the spirit with the new man, the new nature, the new heart. Everything inside of you is new. Amen. I'm going to call a couple of friends to testify about their salvation, what the Lord did in their life, and how God has changed them and where God has taken them. Amen. Can we, can we hear a couple of testimonies today? Brother Rick, come on up real quick. Praise the Lord. Stay down there. Let me grab the microphone from you, for you. Now, some of you have heard his testimony before, but I want you to hear it again. Amen. Hallelujah. See, Rick was one of those guys that when he walked in the school in the school hallways, I would walk on the other side. Especially when he was with his brother. His brother, I mean, I'm telling you, those two, yeah. They they put a lot of gray hairs on the principles of San Benito. Amen. But I want Rick just to share from his heart what the Lord has done, how he gave his life to Jesus, how God has changed him, and how God is, is using him today. Amen. Praise God. Here you go, Rick. Give him a hand. Praise the Lord. I was living a life that had no purpose. I was always uh, abandoning my family so I could go out and party. And I wouldn't come home until 3, 4 o'clock in the morning. Um, there's been, there were times I go days without sleeping, days without being home. Um, our marriage started falling apart. I started going to severe depression. I lost a couple of family members along the way, and it just pushed me deeper into depression. It became something that was overwhelming. I had no answers for what was going on, and my body started breaking down. I had to have three surgeries in a month and a half. The doctor said I was going to be an 80% chance I was going to stay paralyzed, and that I, may, I might not walk. You know, it was hard to hear those words, you know, and I still kept on, you know, out there drinking, doing whatever, trying to put my worries, drown my sorrows, as they say. I was never happy. When it got to the point that, you know, I used to be a very violent person. I used to be full of rage and anger. And that's not what I wanted for my family. I wanted things to change. Got home one morning. And it all got to the point that I was put in a mental institute also because of my depression. Because of my suicide attempts. And it was something that was very overwhelming. I got home one morning when I was partying out. And I was tired of living the life that I was living. The Bible says in Jeremiah 33, 3, where God's telling us, calling to me and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things you do not know. And it was something that, you know, I, I wanted an answer. I didn't know how to get any answers. I had heard about God when I was young. And I was that morning, I threw myself on the ground. I go, if you are real, show me you're real. At that moment, I felt an embrace that was stronger than a mother's love. I felt this warmth come into the room, and it was just, felt so awesome. I just started crying, and I knew God had shown up. And I go to turn on the TV. Pastor Kevin's on there, leading people to salvation, and that's why I received Jesus Christ into my heart. From there, things started changing. A year ago, me and my wife, we renewed our vows here in the church. Our kids, are we are able to communicate now better than what we were before. My daughter has helped minister to other other people we've been out there we've been seeing the great things that god said in jeremiah 33 3 we saw people get healed we saw a paralyzed lady get up and start walking and it's just been amazing 
and all the people that we brought into Jesus Christ. You know, it's something that was, God answered my prayer. God answered my request for him to show me. To answer my questions, take all the burdens away from me. It was something that we had to go through. But if it wasn't for me going through that error in my life, there's no way I'd be able to minister to people that I minister to now. Praise the Lord. Thank you, brother. Love you, man. See, he'd preach another two hours, but I told him, keep it short, brother. Amen. You see, one of the reasons why I wanted him to share his testimony is because the world says there's no cure for Rick. They've given up on him. They say, you know, he'll be either institutionalized or on medicines the rest of his life. But, you know, what man says impossible, God says all things are possible. Amen. Amen. Man says you'll never be able to change. But God says I could change you. <laughs> man says that you can't. God says I can. Amen. We don't serve a God who's a temporary God with only temporary fixing of the emotions. We don't serve a God who's just a pill, makes you feel better. We serve a God that restores and changes your life. Amen. And Rick is an example of a man who the Lord has set free, who the Lord has healed. And because of him, his whole family has come to Jesus. You know, I mean, I'm telling you, San Benito is being changed because of Rick. Amen. The guy, I mean, I think he got the whole block going, going to church now. Amen. And, you know, he's on fire for the Lord. And God has great and mighty things that he's going to show him in the future. Amen. It's just beginning, Rick. Amen. Praise the Lord. We've been honored to know you. Amen. Give God praise. Praise the Lord. I'm just going to call uh, uh, Benny. Benny, I know I'm putting you on the spot, but come on up here, Benny, and tell, tell people what the Lord did in you. And, and I, know, I know you just recently, uh, well, it's been a couple of years now. I mean, when Benny started coming back, I hadn't seen him since a long time after my father passed away. And Benny came in here all broken, you name it. He was, I mean, I, I thought we needed a wheelchair, and he probably thought he needed one too. But now Benny runs into church and runs out of church. He doesn't have no cane, and he's strong and healthy. And I'm thinking about putting him back to work already. Praise the Lord. Amen. Benny, share your testimony of what God has done for you. First of all, I want to say that uh, I've had eight strokes, so bear with um, bring to mind the uh, John 3.16 where it says for God so loved the world that he gave his only son who ever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life and um he loved me so much that I went to war, Vietnam. I came out. I have gone through um, eight books. I couldn't speak. I couldn't walk. I was paralyzed. And God has done all these miracles. Through Jesus Christ, at uh, one time, 
I was in the on, on the car with Carlos. I knew Carlos a long time, and he was my pastor. And he would say, "Benny, I need for you to go say your testimony." I said, "Okay, just come and pick me up, or I'll meet you somewhere." And he would come, and this time I was riding with him. And and, and I said, "Look, Carlos, don't put put me to preach in front of the people because I can't." He he said, "Benny, just say your testimony, and I'll do the preaching." Okay, I said, "Okay," and so um, we went to. To different churches, and um, Carlos would say, "You know what, Benny? I've never told you this, but I wanted when you had your accident. By the way, I had I was working as an electrician. I was checking the guys." Um, work because I was their supervisor. And so I had gone to school. I got my license. They gave me a brand new truck. They gave me all the equipment. I was on top of the world. I said to my wife, look, oh, because she wanted to To work, and I said, "Look, I'm the man of the house. I'll do the work. I'll bring you the money, and I'll sign it. And you can do whatever you want to with. You got a car. You can go to the mall and spend it. Whatever you want to do. But one thing, when I come home, by the way." We've been married 39 years old. It's 39. Guess who's sleeping in, in the doghouse tonight? Because I, I forgot. It's 39 or 40 years of marriage. And she's gone through hell with me. Um, so there's, there's people that say, That means she's gone a lot with me, and it's true. But anyway, back to where Carlos said, Benny, I didn't want to go to your to your uh, accident or to the hospital because, according to your mom, you were all burned, and the doctor. Had said, "Don't move him because he's good. he's in his last hours." And my wife wanted to be transferred for me to be transferred to Harlingen, and and he said, "The doctor said, don't move him because he won't make it." And so Carlos said, "Benny, I." I didn't want to go to your 
to, to where you were, to the hospital. And I was fighting with God. And Carlos, you're a great man of God. Why are you fighting with God? He said, well, let me tell you. Look, every time I prayed for somebody, they would die. I said, give your prayers to yourself. <laughs> and, and, and Carlos said, I was fighting with God, and I didn't want to go there, to the hospital. But finally I said, okay, Lord, you are the one who's going to heal him. Because he used to say, I cannot heal a cockroach, Benny. Okay. So he said, I obeyed God and I went and I saw you with a sheet over your face and you were gone. And I didn't see a light. I saw a light coming at me. But in a long distance, like when you see a train coming, and that's it. Didn't hear anything. But God, brought me back from the sleep, he says, We don't go to, to, we don't die, we just sleep. And that's, that's what I did. So he put his hand, Carlos put his hand on me and he prayed and he left because I was looking around, making sure nobody was around because I, they, I didn't want them to see me that I came and prayed for you and you died. And, and so I said a short prayer and I left. But it's a good thing because I rose from the dead. In the name of Jesus. And so I said, we're driving, he was driving and I wasn't next to him, and I said, hello, then you were experimenting with me. He said, well, to tell you the truth, in the carnal, I was fighting with God, and I didn't want to go there. But in the spiritual realm, I said to God, you are the one who's going to heal him. And so uh, he prayed for me, and he believed, and here I am. Praise God. Praise God. Now, Benny, how many years was that? About 30 years, 35 years. So, so we'll say... God did a good job of keeping you alive all these years, huh? Oh, yeah. Amen. Praise God. We love you, brother. God bless you. Thank you for sharing. Hallelujah. Praise God. Aren't you thankful that you're at a church where you see God really doing stuff in people's lives? 
think about that. You know, the world says you can't cure someone who is depressed or suicidal or, you know, insane. But my brother was set free. The world says you can't bring back someone back to life. But Jesus brought my brother back to life. See, the world is full of lies. That's why Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life.